the way you look at me is tearing me apart. <laughs> and uh, the way you make me feel, it's tearing you apart. And the things we're doing to each other, it's tearing us apart. Look at you and me tearing each other apart. <laughs> I don't mean to do it. You don't mean to do it. So we better stop it now. Because we're tearing each other apart. It's hard to be alone. But it's hard to be with you. I'm a liar, liar with my pants on fire. Tearing myself apart. Slamming down the phone right in front of your face. Tearing you apart. Tearing you apart. Done with that bullshit. That was uh, Roland's band from 1990. You actually had elements of Hank in your voice. The anger, <laughs> I, I, I felt it. The um, the aggression, I felt it. I'm an angry young man. And those the lyrics from Mr. Henry Rollins. You were at the gig. We went yeah, to yeah, yeah Metro. The Metro gig. Uh, when was that, mate? That was like like nineties, like ninety seven. It, it, it was because. They released, or he or they, Rollins Band, whatever, released one of the albums which wasn't that intense as the previous ones. But as you, Chubb and I, and I remember waiting for Rollins, and that took forever at the Metro. I think at one stage we were just sitting on the, what's it called? You know how like at the Metro they got the, um, I guess the, 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 the stairs or like the, whatever yep. that goes up. And um, it was a long, long wait. And then Rollins came out all jacked up. And um, it, it was a good show. Man, I'll tell you, that, I, I think I know when it was. It was about 97 or 98 because that was the come in, get some tour. That's the one. And I you remember know, because Fantastic Phil was still in the UK. Yeah, he was in so the UK. He would have been. Yeah, and that was a tough night for me because I was sick as a dog. I had the flu. Yeah, and I was almost going right. to ring you and go, man, I don't know if I can come to that's this gig. Right, yeah. But I, I went to that gig and I remember you saying to me, man, why don't we just hang up the back yep. and find somewhere where you can sort of slump down <laughs> over with, a over a fence where you don't have to pass out somewhere? Which I think that's what we did. Just kind of just, um, I think we just sat down because yeah. I forget who the, the support band was or whatever it was, but um, it was good. Rollins was good. He was great. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that was the it definitely was because I think the first thing he did when he got out on stage was was uh, come out and do. Get some, get some, get some, go again. Such an angry man. Have you seen, yeah. you seen him now? What's he, 60-something grey? Yeah, he's just not, all grey, yeah. I mean, the guy's still looking healthy. I mean, he didn't do any drugs or booze during no. his career. So he's he's, he's, little, he's looking good for his age and um, he's he, still doing his spoken. He does a spoken yeah. word and he's doing more, uh, what is it, political, yeah, uh, like uh, talk show type stuff. And I've seen some of his stuff. He's pretty interesting. And uh, but yeah, yeah he yeah. still looks good. But I remember he was saying he was doing interviews back then, saying when he starts a gig, before he goes out on stage, he get, he does uh, like bench press. You know, to it's jack just, himself up, he, he does the the push ups, the, the the bench press, and listens to Public Enemy. Welcome to the Terror That was his like like I'm gonna I'm gonna psych myself up, and he'd come out in his shorts, and yep. he just a beast. Yeah, he'd come yeah. out in his black shorts and he'd have a white light shining behind his that's back. Yeah. That's all he had, that's so it. no fancy yep. bullshit. And you hardly saw the band members because they were like shrouded in black because the white light, I think, would just follow him yeah. as he was running up yeah. and down on stage. But yeah, he was an angry kind of... He was an intimidating dude. And I just remember being at that, <laughs> at that gig going, 
holy shit. But he, I like, I dug that gig, you know. Yeah. I dug what he was doing. Yeah, but um, let me introduce this bullshit. <laughs> this is Invert the Y. Episode start out log, Captain's Log 12.1.5.9 and the USS Invert the Y is orbiting another planet of retrodom and bullshit. And today, for the first time, Rocking Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate the applause from the millions and the, the millions. The millions <laughs> and millions. And that's the topic of the show. We're but, going to go back to the wrestling. Can I, just before yes. we start, I, I need to yep, get something off my chest, right? Yeah, do it, man. A couple of months back, I, I we were in the car with, with the missus and I put uh, Invert the Way on um, through Bluetooth on the speaker. I, I didn't say what it was. So it comes up. And you're, you're, you're singing. And I, I, while I'm driving, I casually like just glance over and I'm, I'm watching the missus. She's like, she's looking at the radio, then she's looking at me, then she's looking at the radio, she goes, what the hell is this? <laughs> I go, well, what do you mean? I go, you like the singing? She's like, it sounds like you singing like me. And she goes, look. Oh, I'm, I'm shit. I'm awful. She, she goes to me, she goes, I, I love you very much myself. She goes, but your singing is just, she goes, but who's 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 singing? I go, it's, it's Hawaii dance. So, the fact that I've got a few friends called Hawaii Dan. There's work Dan. There's basketball Dan, and then yeah. there's Hawaii Dan. I go, it's Hawaii dancing, and she's like, goes all quiet. She's looking, and by this stage, it was the episode we had the drunken monkey on there. And yeah, yeah. I go, you mustn't recognize this voice, and then obviously I say his name, not drunken monkey. And she's like, what are they doing on your radio? I'm like, okay, so, <laughs> so I had to go through, and I said to her today, today's a big day. I'm finally going to go, and she goes, just, just, just let Dan know, like uh, I love him as all, well, but I don't know about his singing. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> So, well, you know what I'm getting now. I'm getting phone calls because I did a, I did a, a, a the podcast with Fantastic Phil, and I started up with Easy Lover. And I've gone Easy Lover. She'll get a hold on you, believe it, it, right? And so I get a phone call from Rocket Russell going, "Fuck you, you ruined. I love Phil Collins. You you didn't just butcher it like you normally do. Do it. It's an abattoir. He called it an abattoir. Jesus. I know it's fucking harsh. That's pretty bad. I know." I don't know. Well, see, you got to start up with something. Yes. Right? And we've got the intro. Yeah. And I like karaoke, right? And you've been to Japan, right? So you understand what it's like in Japan. And, and I've been there It's many all times. accepted. It doesn't matter how no. you sound. Just get up on the stage. And the and drunker you are, the better. The better yeah. Right? When you go to Japan there. And so I remember Whoa. when I was... At, <laughs> I remember going there with Jason Relaxation, right? And you just see people... Off their chops, you know, like one o'clock in the morning, and it would be like a Tuesday morning, and they all had their business gear on. And I'd say to Jason, Are you serious? Like, what's the go with those guys? And he goes, You know what? They're salary men. Yep. They will go out after work, yep. get hammered, do karaoke maybe after they've had some something to eat, and then they'll throw themselves back on the, the subway or the tube, whatever you want to call it. And they'll, they'll travel for because they don't. Yeah. A lot of them don't work in the city, and and I, I can attest as to what you're saying. Well, there, my brother and I, one of the first or second times, and um, it was like twelve o'clock. So we were actually down in Yokohama, went to a baseball, and by the time we got back to Tokyo, and um, we're walking through Tokyo, just out down from Ginza. Anyway, and I can hear like this this singing. I'm like, where the hell is this singing coming from? And we're walking through like one of the, one of the the, the the passes, like there's the tunnels, whatever it is, like just walkways, and um. The singing's getting louder, and a salary man, as you just explained, he's actually on 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 in the gutter, yeah. like the white yeah. shirt. His, his his suit jacket's next to him. Yeah, he's on the floor by himself, just just laughing and singing to himself. I'm like, wallets on on the floor. Yeah. Um, his phone's there. 
No one's going to bother him. And no. He's just in his happy world and, like, everyone's walking past not bothered by it. They just leave it. They're yeah. just happy. Like, it's just yeah. accepted. Because I yeah. said to Jason, relaxation, <laughs> I go, what's to do with this? He goes, it's just accepted. Yeah. That's And they're actually, like, happy. And But he was saying they'll, they'll throw themselves yep. back home into bed. Yep. Wake up at six o'clock in the morning and do it all over again. That that's the whole thing. But I remember one time we were in a pub, like a proper Japanese pub yep. somewhere in in Tokyo, and uh, I was with Pedro, and we were drinking sake, <laughs> and uh, they saw that you know Pedro's a big boy, right? They saw him and they've gone <laughs> right. So it was like a sake challenge, <laughs> right? Except yeah, and, or actually, and and they've gone. Versus. That's right? the one versus. Yeah. Versus. Right. So it was like Pedro versus Japan, right? And it, they. It's almost like Godzilla versus. Yeah, it was like Godzilla, right? <laughs> Actually, we went, we saw a Godzilla movie where we're in Japan, Pedro and I. We're uh, sitting in the middle of his movie theater and we had no idea what was going on. Just go with it. <laughs> we just went with it. But we're in this pub and they're, they're, you know, giving Pedro hoops of sake to drink and he's buying them drinks and they're having a great old time. But the guy that challenged him goes, oh. And he said something in Japan. He was like, he's like a big, he's like a Godzilla or something with, with like, a t- he's like a tank. Anyway, the guy stood up to get out. Yeah. And he literally stood up and fell over and he fell through the rice paper. <laughs> and you know what happened though? This is the most bizarre thing. Then the, the rest of the onlookers started clapping. They started going, <laughs> like, and I said to Jason, like, what the, what the fuck? And he goes, this is how it is there, you know? Like, it's just, they're having a good time and, you know, just go with it, you know? That's exactly correct. They're good drunks, happy drunks. And yeah. as you said, they'll, they'll work hard because then at my previous shop, I spent a week in Japan working next. I worked with some people and, um, you know, five o'clock comes. I thought, I'll stick around for half an hour just to be, you know, you know polite. And then 5.30 comes. Everyone's still in the office. Six o'clock comes. Everyone's still in the office. I'm like, do these people leave? Six thirty. Finally, the, the the receptionist that's still there, she comes over. She she goes, um, you don't need to stay. The only reason why we stay is because of the the CEO. So out of respect, while he's still in the office, we'll wait until he leaves. I'm like, you guys are kidding, but they're all working. They're not bludging. So, but yeah, as you said, Dad, they go out, enjoy themselves, have a late night, and go back to work it's the next an, day. It's another world, man. It is. It's another world. Like, I remember turning up to the karaoke bars. You would have done it too, <laughs> right, when you went there. And they've got, like, I'm not making this up. They had, I think the place Jason took me to was, like, a, a massive, like, building, mm. sky-rise building. Each had different floors of karaoke, like, booth, yeah, you know, like a place yeah. you could sing at. But at the end of each corridor, mm-hmm. where the sound stages were there'd be a mr whippy machine so you could get ice creams and then there'd be a bar so you could buy bourbon and whiskey and all and beer and all sorts of stuff and you'd see them i'm not making this they'd have mr whippy ice creams in one hand and a drink in another (laughs) what a mix what a mix and they'd stagger they'd stagger into like the into the booth right but they took it so serious, you know, like it was so but they some of them had good voices. Yes. Yeah, I was so yeah. envious of them. I'm like, holy shit. And Jason had a friend who was uh working there too, and uh but he was Korean and he had an awesome voice. And Jason said, Wait, listen to this guy, wait till he starts singing. And I'm like, Okay. And he stood up there and he he had this 
the pipes the on pipes. It. The pipes, <laughs> the man. Pipes. I'm like, it wasn't like Roland's like, tear me apart. It wasn't like that. But it was, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So and I was so jealous, you know. The only time they were happy with me as like singing was when I did Song 2 by Blur. Blur. That yeah. was it, because it was an English song. <laughs> something, something, something. something. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the rest of the time, they're like, oh, stop, please. <laughs> please. Please, stop. So, so now what I do is, to go back to that point, I, I want to give my suffering it. to everybody else on the internet that happens to listen to this bullshit. All of the... the what you, what, Talking millions of listeners, sure. Oh, the millions and millions! <laughs> no, rocking Rudy. Would you be Would you be shocked to learn that we get like two people that listen to this bullshit? But it's not just you and I now. So no one's listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> even Jason Relaxation's given up on it. Come Fuck on, it. mate. Come by the on. way, he's not part of the bullshit show. He's replaced by a sock puppet. That's right, Richard. Dan. Good to see you again, rocking Rudy. <laughs> the sock puppet. <laughs> He's, it's so real. It's so lifelike. <laughs> so lifelike. <laughs> oh, mate, it's good to be out in the reef. It, it's a it's a good change of pace for you. Yeah, yeah. But you uh, you picked up some coffee for us. Yeah. Um, it's okay. That, that's the reason it's why I was okay. late. That's, oh yeah, yeah. What that, were you saying? They they, they well they, the, the first place I went to. Um, do I do, do I give a shout out to the place I was? Or do I, do I, do I don't mention it. Nah, either. shout them out. Fuck them. Shout S- them out. Screaming beans. S- shout out to the screaming, screaming beans, beans on High Street. Should we? We, we, we could roll an ad for them if you want. They could become a sponsor. Let's do it. Hey, kids. If you want a coffee, go to the Screaming Bean Cafe. That's right. We're not sponsored by the Screaming Bean Cafe. But if I wish we were, because then I know we made it. But we haven't been... We're not sponsored by anyone! If you go there, just be prepared to wait, because I think the, the young lady behind the counter doesn't know what she's doing. That's what Rocket and Rudy said. She was all sweaty. Panicking, fidgeting, didn't know how to do the money. And now I smell like onions. And now you smell like onions because apparently there was onions in the... What's the story? <laughs> What's the story? So while I'm waiting in the queue, yeah, the, the poor girl, so she's sweating bullets because the, 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 the register's broken. And while I'm waiting, like, the, the place was packed. I'll give them credit. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking out after five, five plus minutes waiting in the queue. It was too long. Walk out, the smell of, you know, cooked onion. I'm like, come on, man. I'm just going to my mate's place. I'm like, this doesn't think I'm in a shower. So, anyway, I walked further down High Street. I found this other place, which I've actually forgotten their names, but they're giving us coloured coffee cups. And it's, look, it's okay. It's all right. I think the, this is for the environment. Rocking root. Yeah, because you have to... So, I think you can recycle it. It's, just a, it's a bio cup. Oh, okay. And you know what? It's a bio cup art series. So, you can rest assured that we're ethically not... Fucking the environment any more than we have to. This podcast has just taken leaps and bounds. Now we're ethically. We're, we're, sorry, ethically. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what else is ethical. Roll it, monkeys. Hey, Rocking Rudy. Did you know we have our own line of T-shirts? I had no idea. Yeah. Biodegradable T-shirts. Ethically sourced ones. No bullshit. <laughs> and when you get on that little smartphone of yours after this bullshit podcast, check out shop.inverti.net. 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 That's right, because you know what you'll see on that shop? Lots of ethically sourced T-shirts, our own merchandise. I'm not kidding. I actually got one. It was a miracle I ordered it and it arrived somehow. Was this one of those you got from the 
Philippines, maybe in two sizes too small or something. No, like this is not from Philippines. <laughs> actually, no, I'm not racist, sorry. <laughs> no, this is actually made in the USA. Wow. No bullshit. And the and You've the got co- merch. We've got our own merch. I'm like not it. making this up. Yeah, and we've got our own merch. You can get online. You don't need an account. You just need an email address and a shipping address. That's it. And you'll get your shirt in a couple of weeks. And for all these listeners, you got a promo code, you get 10% off the... We the- used to it with Super Simon. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it works anymore. <laughs> and so everyone's got to put in Super Simon. <laughs> and it doesn't fail. work. Fail. It doesn't <laughs> fail. It does. You got one use out of it. <laughs> but actually, I think it was on the website at once. I'm not making this up. It was serious? on the... I'm being serious. It was on the website once and it was Super... Get, Get 10% off if you use Super Simon. Shout out to Super Simon. <laughs> shout, shout out to Super Simon. I don't think I've met the no, Super you Simon. Haven't met, no, you yeah, haven't. I'll give a shout but out. But you know anyway. what we might do? I said I'd do it last year, but I didn't do it. We might actually have an Invert the Y special, and I'll get all the people that have been on the podcast, right? A massive session. We'll have a massive set. We'll have a barbecue. We'll cook up some ethically sourced meat. <laughs> Which is basically tofu. Yeah. <laughs> it was just tofu. Well, the fucking weapon would love it if it was organic. Right, shout out to him. And it'll all be, we'll all have it. Right, and we'll all have turns. Because that was the drunken monkey's idea. He goes, you get on the microphones, right, and we're going to all have turns on the podcast, but I'd be stucky hosting the fucking thing. So You'll be hosting and then everyone's having a barbecue. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be stuck behind the mic. That's right. <laughs> well... The things we do. The things we do. The things we have to do, Rocking Rudy. These are the things. These are. I've. This is where. This is. This is it now. The, the life of being a, a podcast. I'm retired, man. This is all I do. This is it. I know. And I must admit, I woke up this morning and went, man, I've got to go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went down the stairs. You walk down the stairs. Yeah, I walked down the stairs. Oh, i got to go to work. <laughs> Fuck me. You know. Work's overrated. Oh, isn't it what? Isn't it what? You know, and going back to Japan, I mean, they work hard, dude. Yeah, look, we, we said it, but the, the Japanese, all jokes aside, they they do work hard. Yeah, man. I mean, they put the hours yeah. in, but they but after after work they party hard. They go out, they eat, and then I couldn't they, do it though. My body would well, look. I'm fucking struggling now. I'm a walking pharmaceutical, but I got to say, they right. I could not. My body would shut down because the amount they were drinking. Yeah, and this is back when I went. I would. When did I go? Fifteen years ago, the first time I went there. Yeah. And the amount they were drinking, even as a younger guy, I'm like, man, I can't keep up with these and, guys. And this is this is, and as we're joking, but it is a work night. It's yeah. not one night. It's like no, it's every up, night. It's backed up and it's yeah. backed up. Um, when I was there again with the, one of the guys from work, the sales guy, he took me out for drinks, and um, he recently just had a, his first son. I said, um, his name is Yasu. Shout out to Yasu over in Tokyo. Shout out to Yasu. Yeah, Yasu. Rate, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> you fuck, <laughs> man. Um. So we went out for. He goes, I'll, I'll take you out for for a dinner, some drinks. I said, look, because I knew I had the kid. I go, don't, don't. I, I I really feel actually awkward. Like you know, you just had the kid. He goes, no, 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 it's okay. I go, where, where, where do you live? Um, Yokohama. So that's a fair way for yeah. Him. So I think he gets on a. We well, can get a bullet train or a suburban train too. But um, so we're okay, we're going to another pub. Another pub. I'm like, I go, yes, sir, come on, man. Like you got to get home to you know, like a, a week old. No, 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 just one more pub. I'm like. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I was the one who said, dude, you got to go. Come on, man. Like, I, well, I appreciate you being nice and all that. Come on. Yeah. And as I was saying yeah. just before, Jason Relaxation, because he worked there, mm. he could spot the salary men, mm-hmm. right? And I want to do a yeah. podcast in Japan with him. Uh, okay. Would you be in on that? I definitely will because right. I, I've got, yeah, I've been there yeah. you know, four times just like yourself. Yeah, yeah. The, the heaps in 
Yeah. Passion, relaxation, living and working. Oh, he li- he lived there yeah. for like, what was it, five years plus he was there. And what the I think the second or third time I went there and I was with him, he got to the point where he could spot them. And I remember one time, like I said before, we're on the trains coming back home and they would be passed out. I mean passed out on the seats in their business suits and he'd go, they will wake up. They will wake up because they know they stop and they'll walk home somehow. They'll like just sleep in their business suits in bed when they get home. They'll wake up in a couple of hours' time, have a shower, put on their aftershave, all that stuff, and go and go to work. I go, you, you're kidding me. It's in, that is important, but they they do it. They do it. It's interesting you said the comment. I won't say too much. If we have a, a podcast about uh, Japan, love to yeah. But as as Jason Relaxation said, they're fast asleep, and they'll wake up knowing exactly which um, platform they've got to get off. Yeah. Anyway. I know it's incredible. It's in another world, but we'll do that podcast yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah, I'll line it up. Stories and you know my experience is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah, well, he's got a really yeah. interesting take on Japan because, like I said, he didn't do it for a holiday. After a yeah. while, he was there working, and when it was a job, it was very different from being a holiday. Yeah. You know, that's like anything. But we'll also do maybe one on Hawaii. We we need fantastic feel though. Yeah, we, we, um, I think um. Was the last year I, I sent an email to Fantastic Phil. I said, "We, as in us three, whoever else yeah. wants to come, we got to do Hawaii again." Yeah, I want to do it before I snuff it because well, you can't come on, come on, man. <laughs> well, there's so many other places to go, man. You can, you, there's not enough time. Like you got to, you want to. I want to see that place again, right? Because yep, yep. that was an. Um, I, I see everybody that asks me, "Why do you like Hawaii so much?" Like all the places I've been to around the world, why do you like it so much? And I go, because as far as I, I can recollect, it's the only place I remember that you literally can do whatever you want whenever you want. You can wake up that morning and go, you know what, today I'm just going to lay by the pool yep. and take it easy. Or you can wake up and go, I'm going to go and dive, like scuba dive and do some deep sea diving. Or I'm going to get in, into a cage and... Go up and cl- get up in person with a shark. I'm going to go into a chopper and hover over a um a, like a, an actual yep. like live volcano. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You yep. can get you can climb up a volcano. We did that at Diamond Head. Um, you can go shopping, do all that bullshit. There's not it's, it's just endless what you can do. Man, Diamond Head. I'll never forget that picture. I've never sweated so much in my life when we got to the top. That was <laughs> just like. And then the God bless those Japanese tourists dressed up in their jeans, their fancy shoes. Yeah, their Nice shirts. So here we are in shorts, teaching like, how are you guys walking up here? In this, like, you know, in there. Oh, mate, well, mate e- they, e- each their own. Each of their own. Yeah, I remember that when we got up to the top of the cliff and Phil goes, let's have a picture. Because it was a big, that was a hard walk. It, it was a hard walk. Yeah. The, the weather, but um, as I said, I've, I remember going, Jesus Christ, like this is the most I've sweated ever. <laughs> and you go, I'm sweating bullets, <laughs> man. That bullets. And I remember there's a photo, you're doing this. <laughs> like the, you're, you're fanning yourself with your shirt. You go, I'm sweating bullets, man. I must admit, it got actually. I was actually um, uh, overtaken last year. We went to um, Hiroshima to Miyajima Island. Oh yeah, yep. We walked. I've up been there. The, one of the mountains, and yep. we went last year when I was again one of the most hottest, or most humid um, temperatures in Japan, and we got to the top with the missus, and I oh, was yeah. done, mate. Seriously, yeah. and everyone else, like the, the locals, everyone, like you know, t-shirts. It was so hot, mate. It was just yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I went there. I've been there in winter, like. February. Yep. I've been there in September, so the end of the summer. Yeah. 
And September, which is the start of their autumn or fall or whatever you want to call it, was so humid. Yep. And I remember Jason, uh, Jason Relaxation had been there. He was living there and he goes, dude, this is cold compared to what it was in August. Compared to June, July, August, this is actually good now. And I'm like, dude, this is bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like Singapore, that type of humidity. It's just, oh, it's just in man. your face. It's hard to breathe. It's like just air. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, the body can't take that anymore. The puny, my God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> Let's talk it. So do you, you want to go there? Let's do it. Topic of the show, man. I got, we got you, I got you in because you and I, for years and years and years, used to talk about wrestling. We used to, everybody used to like walk away from us. That's probably me. Used to walk away from us. When we yeah, used to talk do, about wrestling, do you reckon it's it's not a like a, a, a taboo subject? But you, it's kind of like, oh, do you like wrestling? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was when we it was when we were watching oh, it, you, man. You, you watch that, you, 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 you realize it's fake. Well, yeah, but it's just it, 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 it's funny. It's you know, yeah. it's something we, which got us into us. But like, yeah, we, we know it's fake. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you, I, I don't know if I but, ever. But, t- but, but is it fake? Oh, well, let's get into this bullshit. <laughs> is it fake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it might be real, man. My God almighty. Oh, no, because I, I got into it. I don't know if you, I, I ever told you this. This is Because when we first met, we, you know, we, you know. Cause at we uni, went we went to uni together. And it was via Panda. Panda, yeah. Well, I met well, you, I, 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 t- I can tell you when I met you, it was around about 95 or 96. Correct, yes. Because I, yeah. I met you through Panda. It's Panda, eh? Yeah, yeah, which I know yeah. I've never seen Panda ever again since his wedding. That's another That's another <laughs> that's, story. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. Where, where's Panda? Where's Panda? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know where Panda is. But, um, yeah, so that's going back, what, you know, uh, 25 plus, 20-something yeah. years. So we didn't really spoke about it until one one day maybe we said something about Austin or no Stone no Cold. What, what would have been that was before that as well it was actually that was before like it was more yeah Ultimate Warrior Hogan and then yeah. that was because after that's when it was progressing into Austin Taker The Rock yeah um, Triple H a little bit later Foley and yeah. Mankind characters so yeah so then we figured out wow you know we've got yeah. this you know appreciation or well just we, we enjoyed it because it's just it was a laugh and it was also like a, 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 a tv it, series for, for it was for, something yeah. we used to catch up on each yeah, week yeah. like for me it, right? and you were right how people used to go oh jesus christ like, people used to, wrestling you know right, what just, just, you, just leave them if you wanted to like get girls to walk away from you <laughs> that was talking about wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> you know what you'd hear the drying up of ovaries i <laughs> oh, do mate girls that's, that's yeah, a sound that's a sound it'd be like <laughs> you knew you knew, done. you knew you were done. You know, any any girl that was slightly interested in you, <laughs> she wasn't anymore. As soon as you talked about wrestling, wrestling. Oh, done. Yeah, now, but see, are... I used to watch wrestling. I don't know about you. I never asked you this, but I used to watch it as a kid in like the 80s, like 84, 85, and Hogan was the big yeah. thing. And uh, I used to watch it casually. Yep. And then I actually got back into it years and years later because um, Pedro... Had this had this unit in the in the middle of um like Liverpool around that area, and uh, we used to do kung fu. I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you this. We I, used to, I knew you did karate slash kung fu, but I don't know what. The okay, story I'll tell is. you. Okay. You'll piss yourself, right? <laughs> you will like it because we used to do kung fu, 
And then after that, he'd go, it was a Friday night, I think it used to be on, and he'd go, do you want to come back and watch wrestling and we'll have a couple of beers and a pizza, which was so dumb. We've just spent hours and hours trying to better <laughs> Work, ourselves working and, out, and yeah. be, working out and being fit and we'd blow it all in like five minutes eating pizza and, and drinking beer. But he used, to, he used to have Foxtel when Foxtel was cool. Yes. When no, Foxtel was the shit. Yeah. Like, it was proper cable TV, yeah. no ads. No, literally said the same. It was yeah, cable. No ads, yeah. And I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, man, there's wrestling's on here. And he, I think it was Raw. Yep. And it was just at the start mm-hmm. of the Attitude Era. Yep. Right? And so he was showing me, like, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock and all the other wrestlers. But he really liked Stone uh, Steve Blackman, remember him? He used yeah. to be a martial arts my, guy. He, he is a he is actually a legitimate martial arts yeah. guy. And um, um, he, like the, what do they call him? The the lethal weapon. The lethal the, weapon. And um, he was a uh, I think it was kung. F- he had a, he had a few different disciplines where yeah, he was actually it was, quite um um like, was like, like ranked high. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he was legit. Yeah. He always would come out with a trash can. And two sticks, yeah. <laughs> like nunchucks. The nunchucks, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, and whenever he used to come on TV, Pedro used to turn to me and go, "Well, that's Steve Blackman. He's really good." <laughs> like it was real. It was real. Right? It was real. <laughs> and I went, "Oh, this is awesome!" And I got suckered into it. And then I ended up getting Foxtel purely for wrestling. And then I probably watched it to about I would say two thousand and six. And then I've not seen it really since. Wow. Um, but that, like that attitude era with Austin and the rivalry, like rivalries with, um, him and the rock and then triple H and, you know, when the rock was actually a heel, yep. he was the, the people's eyebrow and all that bullshit. The, the people's champion. The yeah. people's champion. Yeah. I love that. I love that stuff. Uh, um, very similar to what you did, like what you were saying, like I watched it back long, long time ago, well before Fox, well before Fox. And, um, I think... There was almost like a, a week or two weeks worth of delays of, of oh, so yeah. the wrestling would happen by the time it all. It was not. Came, re- it was yeah. not live. No. Nah. So it was all like I think it was a two or three week delay. But um, once Foxtel came, it was pretty cool. And um, you know, uh, I totally agree with you. The Attitude Era was just it was just the, the, the storylines and we were growing up because they say these were still like you know these, these big you know like um, heroes. What well, I'm saying heroes, but just well, these, it's heels and the baby yeah, faces. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was really good back then because. The Attitude Era did push certain boundaries where in, in, in today's politi- politically correct society, some of the things you just cannot, no. that won't, won't be able to do. But um, like what you want to talk about, like some of the, the favourite characters or matches? Well, I was going to ask how, you about... How, how do you, how, how do you <clears throat> want to push this? So we, well, we I was going to ask you about the Attitude Era because I don't really know anything beyond that now. I don't know what's going on... I've talked to Nervous Nathan a lot about this, about the modern... He still watches it religiously. And like I said to you before we started recording, I wouldn't mind grabbing him at some point and talking to you and him about modern-day wrestling, but I probably have no input on it because I don't watch it. Yeah. I can't get into it. I've tried to watch it. Um, So I wanted to focus on the Attitude Era, like the classic matches, you know, and the classic characters like Kurt Angle and Stone Cold and then obviously The Rock and... Triple H and Jericho, you know, and all the silliness he used to get up get up to with um, what was her name, Stephanie McMahon, and even McMahon himself, like coming out and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd yeah, definitely catch up with with, with Nate 
Nervous. Nervous. I call him nervous, nervous. Because he he rang me up one night before he came on here and he goes, I'm really worried about tomorrow, man. I go, what are you worried about? Don't don't worry about it. He said, oh, yeah, I'm just worried about it. And I went, all right, you're nervous, Nathan, now. (laughs) (laughs) And and fantastic Phil comes with a notepad. (laughs) Well, for, for for our thing for faith, no more with fantastic. For I've yes. I've got I've got notes on my phone. Oh, so I've, yeah, I'm 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 ready. That's a big yeah. podcast, yeah. man. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Same. We'll have to Same. book yeah. that in. Yeah. yeah. So, look, the attitude era. Like that 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 to me, that that was when things just 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 turned a little bit, and it kind of the the, the way they're introducing storylines. We're like, is this like what they're saying? Is it kind of pushing like certain boundaries? And growing up, you know, being a 20 whatever year old guy that was like you know, really really you know interesting to to, to watch but uh, the characters for mine Austin was like the best character ever like you know people talk about Hulk Hogan but Austin I think took yeah. it to another level because uh, absolutely amazing every week the, the, the shenanigans with him and um, Vince oh yeah um, and even him and uh, Kurt Angle yeah well Kurt Angle legitimately won the uh, Olympics Atlanta Olympics 1994 yeah. Six, six, ninety-six, yeah. And I think he actually had a, a busted neck. Yeah, yes, it, it, it's actually yes. legit. Like he actually won. Um, it's funny you call fake wrestling. Sorry, I'm doing the inverted commas here. But like WWE as professional wrestling, but amateur wrestling, which is the proper wrestling, they call it amateur. But anyway, yeah, so he won. Um, uh, amateur wrestling in 1996, a gold medal for, for the US. I always thought that was bullshit. I actually it, it, always thought it is not, but it's, it's real. It, it's, it's I, you know what? Because yeah. I was very, um. Going into the, uh, the whole Attitude Era, which is when I got suckered into it, and he used to walk out on stage with his gold gold medals, gold medals yeah, and yeah. stuff and stuff, and really play up to the heel aspect of being like a like a wanker, like really really loving himself. I used to think that that that's not true. And then when I found out and looked it up myself, I go, man, that guy really was he's, a he's true a, 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 a true wrestler. Yeah. yeah. So to, to go back to to your point, Blackman was a legitimate. Like yep. um, Kung Fu. Uh, Ken Shamrock was a, oh, a, 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 UFC, a UFC. Yep. Well, he was MMA before you before the UFC started. He was, again, one of those was a legitimate tough guy. Like he, he was someone that you don't muck around with. Angle came from like a proper wrestling background, yeah. like a, like an actual amateur. Towards the end, like Brock Lesnar came in. He was, oh, he, yeah. he won throughout his university college, um, throughout university, like titles and whatnot. So he's a, a, a legitimate um, um a wrestler as well. Um, towards the end, like uh, you know, WCW, they bought Tank Abbott in. He was he was, well, he, he was part of UFC, but he's just like a, a, like a just a, a tough guy. I think like like someone that they they found at some bar or something. But a legitimate tough guy, but they bought him in in WCW just to the, the fact that whatever WWE did, WCW kind of tried to copy and whatnot. But um, but um, yeah. The, Want to, want to mess with him, but um, I remember towards the end with um, Blackman, they tried to pair him up with. Remember Al Snow? Oh, I remember Al Snow. He had the head on his. See, Pedro and I loved him because he used to come out with a. He had a the fake head. Yeah, he looked like the guy from like uh, what Mad Max. I think it was a character in one of the Mad Max <laughs> movies. That I think it was actually uh, what's his name, Angry Anderson. Yes, he had a fake head on his That's shoulder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right in in the Mad Max. Beyond Thunder, Thunderdome the movie, I think it was Beyond yeah. Thunderdome, and so yeah, Al Snow used to have the the head, and we used to go, "That's freaking cool!" <laughs> I was so spooky. They, they, they paired him up with Blackburn, like like a serious, yes. like a serious guy, and, and I think they nicknamed uh, Blackman like um, 
head cheese or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he was walking around with like a big, like a foam, um, like um, thing of cheese on his head. It's like, anyway. So that was that was just getting a bit, um, a bit silly. But um, I guess how about like so, so some of the, the the matches I thought that really oh, yeah. got me. I was going to ask you that. It's those hardcore ones which really took yep. it to like the next stage and go back going back to Japan because Japan are like what they'll call death matches and some of the stuff you see on YouTube was, was like are you guys for real like so before it got to the states they had barbed wire matches is that like ECW stuff well that's what ECW like exactly yeah ECW saw that in in Japan because Japan was bringing up some weird weird stuff about like like glass um thumbtacks yeah um ladders ladders um there was one match where um oh my <laughs> tables ladders and chairs oh my, oh my. <laughs> um yeah they they um they had like just all these things but some of the the, the better ones that which they made it really good and wd was um edge awesome oh yeah he's um he actually had fall if he fought um uh, mick foley in like oh, this yeah. extreme match in um they again like there was like you know barbed wire wrapped on baseball bats, um, a fl- flaming table, um, thumbtacks, awesome match. I mean like you know, when, you know people talk about like the psychology, like uh, the wrestlers telling a story. And that was one of those matches you go, you've got to be kidding me! Like you know, what, what they've done through the bodies. But um, those death matches in Japan, like um, remember Terry Funk? Like this is this oh, is I remember going, Terry. Yeah. I remember the name. Yeah, he, I do. He, I do. The, he's the original hardcore guy. So him, him and Foley are good mates and. In Foley's book, he was saying like when they were in Japan, like um, the the um the, the Japanese promoters goes, we're gonna put actually um detonators under the ring. It's gonna go. <laughs> that's right, in Japan, yeah, of course, uh, only, Japan. Got, only in Japan, only in Japan, yeah. Um, so before the match took place, they were actually going through before like you know, the crowd came in, like okay, l- let's hear what this is gonna sound like. So they'd have a countdown from ten down to one, and the ring would like these detonators would like go off. And Foley, when he, when he heard it, and he goes, like, they went off, and he goes, his, his ears are ringing, like, um, you know, his body's shaking up, and he's like, nah, we're not going to do this. And Terry Funk, he goes, Terry Funk goes, oh, it's, it's going to be all right. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. And um, he goes, they were going through the match. So the match happened, and um, they got themselves into, they got too close to one of the actual detonators, and I think burnt part of Foley's body or something oh, I like remember, that. Yeah. And, that was um, in his book, Have a Nice Day, isn't correct, it? Correct, yeah. yeah. It's like, really? You want to... but. With Terry Funk, I mean, God knows the guy's had so many injuries, but yeah, he he did some some crazy crazy stuff, and, and same with like um with with, with Foley, yeah, um and Foley's I, I I really loved Mankind or Cactus Jack, great characters, slash yeah, yeah. Nick Foley, same dude, guy, dude love yeah, all the, the dude love the same yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah, and he started off in uh was it you'll have to correct me, man, I'm no expert here, was it ECW correct. started off. Yeah. And then he made his way to he he did he did WCW. I was going to say he did do that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was he was Cactus Jack there, and then he went back to ECW to try and help him out. Um, Terry Funk was there, so they tried to um, you know, get that um, get him in there because just basically trying to help another promotion just to make it because you know that's is you know that's what we're trying to do. Um, then eventually, he got the call from Vince, and they got him as the Mankind character, which was a bit of a lunatic and Foley was known to just have a little disregard for his body and just do crazy bumps like on concrete, like he'd be falling from like, you know, the part where we're joking, it is fake, but these, these guys are literally like on, on ladders and they're, they're being pushed onto concrete and um, 
barbed wires with it, you know, tacks. So yeah. he did some crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. And um, what did he do in the – was he in uh, WCW? What was his character? Was it Cactus Jack? It was Cactus Jack, which was, again yeah. – see, all these characters, like, so Mankind was, uh, I that, guess, the, 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 the latter part, but Cactus Jack was another guy that just was basically there to take – like hardcore matches and take some big bumps and um he had a like a fight against uh this guy called Vader. We don't know if you remember this yeah. massive, massive bloke and um you know he came up as intimidating but he's saying behind the scenes is actually quite like a, a lovely guy. It was very, very polite and um um Foley, Cactus Jack was saying to Vader, he goes, Look, we're gonna have a hardcore match. I want you to hit me properly. Like cause you know wrestlers don't really punch proper and the story is Vader's like, no 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 I'm not gonna punch you and Foley's like, we're gonna go to the ring Punch me proper, so that they go in the ring. They don't. They go through their match, and like a, um, a spot comes, and Foley's saying he's whispering to to Vader. Goes, okay, do it. Vader starts punching. They they showed a picture of Foley, black eyes. He's got a nose, busted nose. He goes after the match. They went at the back. This big guy Vader's actually crying because I'm so sorry to, to, to punch you so hard. He goes, he goes. This this this, this huge guy is out the back. They're crying because I don't want to punch you so hard. It's like, yeah, um, yeah, but um. That was, that, that was look. You know, we, we talked about like some of these hardcore matches, but the the, the storylines, attitude era was what, what what made it what it was. You know, it's what you wanted to watch. Like something with the, the way it ended, you wanted to watch what's happening next week, and especially that Vince and um. Sorry, guys. I just sorry, got, man. Yeah, we, we just, he was relaxing too much. Sorry, he was relaxing too much. It was like an easy chair. Sorry, man. I don't have an easy chair, but the, the microphone's not smart enough. To, he hasn't in an easy chair. I was, I was, I was laying too back. You're going so. back into memory lane. I fucking love it. So sorry, man. I'm sorry to do that to you. But no, yeah, you were talking good. about WCW. Um, I lost my train. Of yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's all good. No, the, the storylines. Um. Vincent Austin, you know, um, then the the Rock. I think I'm think I'm doubling up on myself just here. I've gone off track a little bit. Well, I was yeah. going to say when you talk about the WCW era, was that an era you watched much? I did, and I'll tell you what was the reason why the NWA because that just changed yeah. the the wrestling scene. When WCW first started, it was just it was basically a, a, a billionaire Ted Turner was he owned. Um, TNN or one of one of the, the other other cables. So so Vince was on one TV station, CBS or whatever, and then um, this other channel or TV station wanted to compete. And the owner, Ted Turner, a legitimate billionaire just like Vince, goes, "Okay, well we're going to create a wrestling company." And so they got um, Eric Bischoff, and yep. they said, "Here's X amount of millions of dollars. Here's, here's your time slot. You're going to go. You're going to be competing against WWE." F, F at that stage, yeah, which, correct? Which, for yeah. those that don't know, was owned by Vince McMahon. Correct, yeah. And, yeah. and Vince McMahon, so so sorry, we should just just hold WCW for one mm-hmm. sec. Just as a history lesson, I want to I want to get this right for my own self. Yeah. WWF, Vince McMahon had been very smart in a way. He'd actually unified all these territories that used to exist in like the 70s in wrestling where there used to be like a, a, like a territory – for the, yeah. I guess, the northeastern part of the US. And then, you know, for the south, there'd be another territory. And he somehow brought them all up and unified them in a way. You're, I'm being very simplistic here, but you, that's... You're almost... Almost? What happened was, so he's, his dad, like, so his dad owned a territory. And back then, so 
there was no like syndicated or, or like um, cable TV. So yeah, you are right. So there'd be like um, a wrestling promotion in, in Memphis, J- Jerry Lawler. Yep, Jerry um, Lawler. There'd be a promotion in like LA. There'd be a promotion all all over the place, right? So wrestlers would used to go to all these different territories and you know wrestle for a couple of months, and when the character got stale, they'd move to another territory. Vince realized this is going through the eight, the mid eighties that like um, he wants to take it national, and then basically he took all the good stars from the various territories and basically um, uh, uh, pillaged them. Yeah, so he he screwed him over. He screwed him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. So, um, Vince's dad had a handshake with all the the um the owners. He says, "Nah, yeah, we're going to stay as it is." But Vince Senior bought the company from his dad. Vince, sorry, Vince Junior McMahon bought the company from his dad, Vince Senior, and just basically just started to, yep, I like this guy from say like um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um. Rowdy Rowdy Piper from a different like promotion. So uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. So he bought them all from his different promotions, and um, basically the little ones couldn't exist. So Vince yeah. Vince had some he money. He gobbled them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and now it's there are some smaller um, independent um, wrestling companies throughout the states now. Um, AEW, which we can get ner- nervous Nathan to talk about. That, that's the new one. Which that's the one he Jericho. keeps. Yes, yeah, he yeah, goes on yeah, about that all yeah, the time. And yeah. shout out to Supermodel, another guy that we talked to. Those two guys um, talk about AEW, a- yeah. yeah, all the time, yeah. man. They're saying that's so much Ring better a than. Ding, ding, that's ding, right. Ding. That's just my phone going through the board. <laughs> don't, it does that, right? Now they talk about how it's way better than WWE is, but we'll yeah, jump we'll, in the yeah, gun. Yeah. So, so we're yeah. talking about what the the eighties. You've got, and then you know what happened? What happened? Hulkamania. That's right. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? The the, the prayers, the training, and the vitamins. Yep. Remember you know what the vitamins were? No. Steroids. No, steroids. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was, and so that was, and again, going back to Vince, Vince realized like, um, he realized getting families into the events, more money than the merchandise happened and Hogan ran with it from a national perspective. And that was, mate, maybe mid to late 80s through to the early 90s. Well, actually, early 80s, when Hulkamania kind of started and Vince Jr., which now owned WWF at that stage, realised, as opposed to getting, like, you know, one or two guys, like, you know, going there watching the wrestling, the families would start coming in, more money, merchandise, and eventually, from a millionaire, he became a multi-billionaire, which is amazing to think from something which, yeah, it's just... He was smart. Yeah, People yeah. put shit on him, yeah. and I know why they do. He was ruthless. He, he was just, ruthless, he's smart yeah. but ruthless, but he, 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 he does what, I suppose, maybe a lot of billionaires just gobble up the competition. I mean, didn't... Well, it wasn't sustainable, rocking Rudy. Do you think in the modern world, all those territories nah. going at it, who, how would they survive? Nah. They couldn't do it. There's no way. No. Nah. And the, that's why now that there's some underground promotions now, which we'll talk another one, but... um, And it's just an alternate to WWE because... Now I haven't watched it that much at all. Like now, but um, you know, I know people are saying it's gone stale. Hence AEW and yes. all these other smaller promotions, which has given an alternative to hardcore wrestling. Not when I say hardcore, I don't mean like the actual like the blood, the guts, but people that enjoy professional like wrestling. Because WWE has just gone. What people are saying just a bit too. It's watered down. Well, they say it's sanitized. When yeah. I talk to Nervous yeah. Nathan about this stuff, because he's the other guy. Mm. That I know and and supermodel these two guys, they they still watch wrestling, 
but they're the ones that will, well, particularly Switch Nathan, over to they say they can't even handle watching yeah. modern day WWE. Wow. But we'll go back to yeah. the 80s. Yeah, so 80s, in yeah, the 80s, 80s yep. right, there was really only what, WCW and WWF? No, man. Um, oh, and ECW. So the 80s, WCW didn't exist. They came in the 90s. Because okay. that, that, that billionaire Ted Turner was like, you know, um, I think maybe Bischoff went to him and, and pitched this idea, say, hey, you know, we're going to compete. But the 80s, you had WWF at that stage, and there were still some of these smaller territories while they still were, I guess, viable or making some whatever profit. But some places, um, some of these smaller territories, they'd, they'd, they'd fit like 20, 30 people, and that's not sustainable. So, um, But the 80s was WWF at that stage. You know, the, the rock and roll wrestling, remember the, 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 the cartoons? Yeah. Um, so that, that you know, the, the, you had again characters, Hogan, um, the Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, which yeah, um, there's actually a docker on him, which I've seen that really good. It is awesome, yeah. yeah. And, um, great docker. Um, yeah, two of the other characters are the Junkyard Dog, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Road Warrior, the Road Warriors. They, they were unbelievable tag team. So they they were snapped up in the old. Okay, he's the NWA. That was probably the largest competitor in the '80s to WWF. So that was a national wrestling alliance, and that's where the people like Ric Flair. Lex Luger, Road Warriors, um, who else was there? Like um, Ronnie Garvin, Greg Hammer Valentine said that that was the other promotion where there was some legitimate, like Dusty Rhodes, so some yep. really big names. Like Flair owned, like what I say owned, Flair was NWA. So that was that was WWS, like actual big competition there. Yeah, but even then, um, you know, with Hulkamania, like at WF, so that was that was the only thing that you saw during the eighties. I had no idea that like the NWA existed when I was watching. It was just no. all, all WWF. So again, yeah. Hogan, um, Paul Orndorff, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Um, so, but then yeah, as you get older, you realize okay, so the NWA. So because you know WWF, you, you get these new characters coming in the Road Warriors. Like who the hell are these guys? Like and then yeah, so they they come from these other that other promotion NWA, which still existed. And then as we're going into the late 80s, early 90s, the NWA, or not the relationship was, it was bought or it was, I guess, like a, a, a deal, it turned into Eastern Championship Wrestling. Oh, I heard that, about that. Yeah, okay, so, I've heard about this. So then the history goes where, and that was, um, um, in the end, um, Paul Heyman made the move oh, to East, Heyman, Eastern yeah. Championship Wrestling. And one of the there was a younger guy there, Shane Douglas, and he was against everything like the old wrestlers, like against like um, Luthers, <laughs> um, Ric Flair, and um, all the old timers, and they wanted to make a um, a change to the wrestling um, environment, and including WWF. And there was one match where um, Shane Douglas won the, the Eastern Championship Wrestling and um, uh, Heavyweight Championship, and um. It's like you know, they, they call it like shoot interviews. Once, like when they actually like um, talk about real life. So it's called like a, 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 a shoot interview or, 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 or a vignette or, or, or shoot. Yeah, yep. vignette. And um, he basically came out and said like, you know, screw Ric Flair and screw like um Hogan, screw like Bob Blackland, Dusty Rhodes, and um, um, screw the NWA. Um, I'm now proclaiming Eastern Championship as Extreme Championship, and that's where that's how I remember it. Yeah, yeah, I remember it as Extreme Championship Wrestling, but I didn't realize necessarily back then that Eastern Championship Wrestling became became yeah yeah, and that was the whole thing with um Paul Heyman, um, he was working for maybe WCW started it was small then as well, 
So Heyman was working at WCW, got fired, and that's when he went over to Eastern Championship. And I guess he had a, a, a bad mouth, or sorry, um, a foul mouth in his taste. He's like, screw this, we're going to change it. And then ECW also led into the Attitude Era, which was WWF, WWE. And Heyman had issues with McMahon copying some of that ECW style, like a bit more, you know, raw yeah. wrestling, a bit more like the like shocking um, sto- storylines. Yeah. yeah, and um, again, with Vince being national and at that, that stage global, yeah, people thought that Vince was the one that created like this extreme and the Attitude Era. And Heyman just came out like, no, nah, that's you know, he's the one that created you know ECW. And like there, that was just like um, Sabu, Sandman, Jericho was there, Eddie Guerrero. Um, yeah. That was just, they worked on like a really small budget and they just did, I must be, so some of the matches outside of like the, the, the one with the barbed wires and like, they actually had some really good wrestling matches. Hence when they brought in like Mysterio, Dean Malenko, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, which, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Chris Benoit? Yeah. Wow. I, I know it's controversial. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I know it's controversial, but I'm not. Talking about uh, what that he incident, did. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about what happened yeah. with him in his personal life and what I'm talking about what he did in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. But for someone his his size, he did he was like um a good great wrestler. Like, you know, then he was one of those guys where people said like he never got injured when they when they wrestled with him. He'd always took you know, it looked legitimately tough, but he never got injured. Did you ever read Kurt Angle's book? No. No, what 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 was I couldn't story? tell you the name of this book. I know I've read it, but Kurt Angle wrote a book and he talks a lot about his, like, obviously, he's, it's like a biography, yep. how he got to WWF, WWE. Yeah. And uh, he talks about a lot of the guys he worked with. He talks about Jericho a bit and he talks about Chris Benoit a lot. And uh, he says that Chris Benoit was a guy that could have been a really, really good wrestler. Like, I mean, an amateur wrestler. Wow. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny when you say amateur wrestler when they call themselves professional wrestlers. That's what I was saying before. Yeah. yeah. Just how, how, how ironic it's, it's like professional wrestling is the fake and amateur's the real one. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, but he reckons if he was given the training and mm-hmm. he had more time in terms of being a younger guy and mm-hmm. he had it started from that kind of background, he believes his technique was so good, he could have been a great wrestler, like an wow. amateur wrestler. And so he was very complimentary about um, Chris Benoit. And I, and I, I'm pretty certain, I mean, I read this book a long time ago, but I'm pretty certain that um, this is written well before what happened to Chris yeah, yeah. And, what, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, so he doesn't go into that. Yeah. But he, he's very complimentary about his, he says uh, he was, some, some wrestlers go hard. Like yep. They really go hard and some go too hard and they want to go and hurt you. Yeah. And Chris Benoit was a guy that went hard but never hurt Correct. you. Okay. It's the same with um uh, the Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart. He was a great wrestler, and his dad, because again in promotion, his dad owned, um, it was called Stampede Wrestling in Calgary, and he used to train a lot of them. And I think actually um Chris Benoit went through there, um some of the the, the Canadian wrestlers, but yeah, Brett the Hitman Hart, like his his brother, his family, he went hard, but he never hurt anyone because yeah. he knew you know how to put the holds on properly and how to make it look. Real, I'm you know, I'm using inverted commas for the people that can't see me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's true. But there were certain wrestlers that in the ring they looked like they were going really hard. Benoit was one of them. There was another, the names escaped me now. 
Um, was it JBL? JBL looked like he was going hard as well. Um, and then there was obviously the Hardys, like hey, Matt, Matt hey, and Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. Matt and Jeff Hardy. I mean, I've skipped the gun here in terms of talk, I'm talking about WWF wrestlers. Um, but they looked like they were going hard in the ring, like they really were putting in a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. And um, but they seemed to have that talent where they weren't hurting the other guy, you know. And that that's the whole thing about it, whether they're they're trying to not hurt themselves, but also more importantly, not hurt the others because um, yeah. Imagine being put in like a a, a pole drive or something. In oh slip, yeah. Which has happened? What happened to um, Austin? So Austin was actually wrestling with Owen Hart and. He put him into the pole driver, and this is legit. His neck was too low, so if, I can't. I'm not going to really describe this move, but you're holding your opponent upside down, so their 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 neck is facing, or their neck is between between your legs, and as as you fall, yeah, Austin's head was too low, yeah, and during the match, yeah, he he his neck was was uh, what it was. He goes, it was busted. You can see during the match, like Austin's talking to. I want heart and like I guess I, I can't feel like my, I can't feel my oh, shit. my, my um, uh, hands yeah and stuff and like uh, you see I want going like he's like okay he's he's trying to like buy some time so he's walking around the ring and you now the referee's going up to him and um eventually like Austin did like a really weird pin because he was supposed to win the belt and Owen went with it because he, you know him and Austin are talking and Austin's saying like yeah, my neck is just like he's busted yeah like, a, a, like some vertebrae was. I don't know, but he got it fused. But like, there's you know, quite legitimate. I mean, one guy, Jaren, Darren Drozdov, same thing, pole driver. He's actually um, he's actually in a wheelchair. He can't. He's from waist down. He's, he's paralyzed. Well, it's like the old um, uh, the book like Have a Nice Day by Mick Foley and some of the videos he did about how busted up he really yeah. is. And Terry Funk. Terry Funk. He. I mean, Terry Funk's. I mean, he was. I mean, when I saw interviews with him and what Mick Foley wrote about Terry Funk in the book, how busted up that guy was in his, like, what, 40s? Like, almost short, shy of a wheelchair type busted up, yeah. you know? Imagine him, what would he be now? Like, he'd be... I'd be in his 50s now, 60s, something. Oh, more than that, dude. More, he'd, he'd, yeah. be, he'd be 70 for sure. Yeah. He'd, he'd be he'd be in all sorts. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. No matter what age he was, yeah. he was, you know, from what Mick Foley was saying in his book... How busted up he was yeah. back then. Back then, yeah, you know, yeah. And so going back to WCW, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what happened? Refresh my memory. WCW basically what gets amount. Uh, yeah. So, um, and I was incorrect. I remember WCW did, did exist, but it was a small, again, like a smaller promotion. And then Ted Turner came in, bought it. And then he put onto his network to try and compete with with Vince. With Vince, yeah. So this is now um, WCW's gone from a promotion that was basically having wrestling matches in shopping centers and smaller arenas to getting into these larger arenas. Um, people found out that there was a lot of money, like contract offers, you know, you know, coming from this other company. But basically, what what Vince was doing to other promoters, like, hey, I'm going to offer you this. People at WCW because Eric Bischoff basically had an, an open checkbook. Right, um, Scott Hall, Diesel, um, so Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash, Diesel, jump to WCW because they were guaranteed like some ridiculous like millions of dollars like this contract, right? So WCW starts getting a bit more bigger, and then with all these contract disputes, Hogan, 
did the jump, which no one thought would happen, did the jump from WWE over to WCW. Um, while he was still a good guy, and then Bishop tells the story, he's like, he goes, everyone's already seen you in, in the, 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 the green and gold. Um, so there was one match which which they had where um, it was Hogan versus Macho Man. So Macho Man also went from WWE to, to WCW. So all these... They were all trading yeah. back and forth, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So all these big stars that, that Vince pillaged, WCW, years down later, did exactly what Vince did to the other promoters. So, but, you know, so Savage was there as well. Um, Piper, like all, all those those big yeah. names went to this other promotion. Then um, there was one match where Hogan again was um, up against Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash ran down and did a, did a beat down on um on on Savage, and everyone thought, okay, well Hogan's going to save Savage, and he turned on Macho Man and became a heel. And which, to be honest, it was a pretty bloody good heel, man. Like Hogan was the 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 the, the, the goody two shoes baby yeah. face, like the watered down baby face. He turned into um Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and then and then the, That's end up, right. and then the NWO. So Hall, Nash, and Hogan. But then, you know, the NWO turned into like 50 people. Everyone in WCW was part of the NWO at one stage. But the, the, the first, I guess... The original members the original were members, those three. Yeah, and then uh, X-Pac, X-Pac or Six came, came along and then... I never liked X-Pac uh, much. Because yeah. he was buddies. Like, you know, he was good mates with Hall, Nash, um, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. So they were like the, the clique, you know. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the, it's, there's, there's stories with, with them, what, what they did behind closed doors, like ruined wrestlers' careers because of... They had a lot of like... um. I guess clout or poor, like, no, I don't want to lose to him. Oh, if I'm going to lose to him, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. So it's all, you know, politics, you know, grown men, politics. Um, but yeah, so the, the NWA was NWO, New World Order, formed in WCW, and that, that was legitimate competition for WWE. And Vince got his ass kicked for, for what was it? The ratings, you know, the whole, I think it was like, 80 weeks or something because I remember Bischoff made a big deal about it. I guess I, him, I kicked Vince McMahon's ass for 80 weeks in a row with the ratings, but then... Cause, so sorry, because yeah. what, Raw, which was yeah. WWF, yeah. that was their premier yeah. show, Raw? And, and WCW Nitro. Nitro. Yeah. So Nitro, Nitro and Raw, were, yeah. were they on the same night? Yeah. That's that's what and that's what Bischoff said to Turner, like, we'll, we'll go head to head and what we're going to do is we're going to be live where that stage, WWF Raw was taped and then so if, if if it was recorded and some people used to find the, the stories who won and they they do your spoilers and come out oh in this match don't worry about watching because you know someone's going to this happened this, this yeah, happened yeah. yeah and that's what WCW did towards the end but um WCW was live so you never know what was going to happen so people started tuning in that was um I guess um you know a, a competitive advantage where if it's taped you know you can, uh, the internet was still quite raw and early that stage but you can still find out some of the results. But the fact because WCW was live, people started jumping ship. And yeah, I was one. I, I went over to WCW and started watching that. But then yeah, you still watch WWF. And then slowly, like characters like Austin was, yeah, eventually coming into in, into the mix. And that's where he was. Was he always at WWF? No, he was at WCW as a um, stunning Steve Austin. Him and Brian Pillman, which they were they were good mates. And um, he never got a chance to blossom and. Austin got fired by Bischoff. So Austin, as whatever his name was, or still Austin, he went to WCW and, um, sorry, he no. went to ECW and Heyman just said, here's a microphone, just start talking and do what you want to do because he, he, couldn't, he couldn't work because he was injured. And that's when someone, that's where um, Austin started to learn his promo techniques and become really 
like really good with his promo because Austin was great with his promo. Oh, he was the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. Like one, yeah. him and the Rock. Him and the Rock. Totally yeah, agree. him and the yeah. Rock. Yeah. yeah. So that was all going through, and eventually, Austin made his way from ECW down to WWE. He had a run as this thing called the Ringmaster, which he said to Vince, like the story is like he goes, I don't understand the character, I don't get him. Vince is like, well, what do you want to be? And then, um, stories. Austin was watching like a documentary on um, um, the Iceman, um, Richard Kuklinski. He was actually like a, a serial killer. And Austin's thinking like, you know, you know, the ice cold, something to be, you know, his name, like he, he, goes, I mean, he goes, I'm not endorsing what this guy did, but like his, his psyche, you know, he wanted to be into the character. And um, I think he was saying like he was sitting on his coffee table or something and um, his then wife goes, uh, you should drink your tea before it gets stone cold. And he goes, that's your new name, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's how it all happened. Literally, his wife goes, oh, just drink your tea before it gets Stone Cold. And he's like, that's, that's where it started, Stone Cold And it Steve really Austin. developed from yeah. there too. He became the beer-drinking, guzzling guy. And, and that, 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 that basically, he told his boss to, I can't swear online. Yes, you can. We say it all the time. Go, go he basically right told his, he, basically, he basically did what all of us want to do to our bosses, except for, I love my boss, but go. <laughs> get fucked and everyone yeah. loved it everyone loved it and um it just grew and grew and then the mcmahon character it just that just grew as well like as the, the he's the biggest heel in history vince mcmahon mr mcmahon oh yeah yeah Without you're sure. fine and, and and then that gets into what we said before the attitude era where so much happened on those episodes of raw where eventually the ratings started to pick up and it overtook wcw so help me out here, yeah. Rocking Rudy, for a sec. Yeah, okay, so the Raw era, in your opinion, is what? 97, 98 to 2003, yeah. four, two? It wasn't a very long period, really. The Attitude Era, yeah, it's probably a good solid five, maybe six years. years and then the Ruthless Aggression kind of came out. That's the John Cena's, the Edges, yeah. the Hardy Boys. But I think, um, yeah, you, you're probably right. The Attitude Era probably had a good five, six-year run where towards the end it got a bit almost... Um, they used like, to call it toothless aggression. That was that was Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jericho That's saying Jericho. to Benoit, toothless, toothless aggression. aggression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love Jericho. He, yeah. he, he was brilliant, Jericho. Yeah. He, he still is. Yeah. You know, from what I'm hearing from Nathan there. The, the AEW. Um, yeah. But so you're... So from what, 90... Let's say 98 to yeah, 2004, we'll three... Yeah. And, you know, some of the, the characters, like, you know, Austin came through. Undertaker was the best character to me. Like, you know, who's your favourite wrestler? I'll say The Undertaker. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So you're saying Undertaker. Just for what, what what this guy did, like, you know, the they're saying, like, the, your, your, your character is like an extension of your personality. And, and Taker is always like, so he was this, this fool that's out there, like a darker. Well, he went two phases. Yeah, he did. He, he went, he went, um. So he came in as a as a heel, yeah. Because you know it's this this guy that's you know called the, the dead the dead man. Yeah, the dead man. Yeah. Um, his manager was Paul Bearer. They're always talking about like the the dark side, and um, but eventually he became face. He beat Hogan for for the belt, um, and people just respected him and and, and watched his matches. Like the guy's six foot ten, and some of the stuff he was doing, like in his prime, was just people saying like yeah, a guy that tall should not be able to do all these moves and whatnot. So he's, and his storylines were awesome. Then he turned even more darker to the Ministry of Darkness where um, he'd beat up people and like, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd take their souls and he'd give them like these new personas like um, um, Bradshaw and Fruit became the, uh, 
acolytes. So oh, yeah, that's right, Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the other. That's the other followers. And there was one episode where, um, again, th- some people say we took it too far. Where, um, the Undertaker symbol, it's like a, well, it's almost like a cross. It's like a T for Undertaker, and um, he was getting involved with that stage where Vince sort of was still doing stuff with Austin, but um, you know, Taker was after Vince's daughter Stephanie, and she was still quite young then. And um, I remember putting him, he, he put her onto this tea, which like he was crucifying her. We're just like, oh, I don't know if you want to go there, you want to crucify someone. But like, um, that caused some dramas with some of the, the you know, this is what I'm saying, like the, the, the PC or not, but like some of the, the people, you can't be showing like crucifixions on. Well, the audience yeah. has changed though, yeah. man. Like, I mean, back, we're talking yeah, it was people, 20 years ago now. It was young people, yeah. like, the, like the age of N- Nervous Nathan, that, that, you know, wants to see something yeah. somewhat controversial. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that many, it wasn't overly kid-friendly, which that's what WD is now. Like really yeah. kid, like they do. Which that's is great. Na- that's yeah. Nathan's complaint. It's yeah. very kid-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. safe. It's very yeah. sanitized. Yeah. I don't want to go there too much because yeah. that yeah. just, I haven't yeah. seen it, so I can't comment. But I remember the attitude era was yeah. every week, Something was going to happen, yeah, and, 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 that, and you that, didn't know what it was going to be. And that's why people yep. just tuned in and watched. And, um, you know, it'd be just there, there's a whole host of things that just kind of as had happened, which you just can't do now. But um, so we, within that 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 time period, again, the, the characters like Triple H, he was first known as Hunter Hearst Helmley, then he changed into Triple H, which was just awesome. This this, this character, it's like a you know like a, a Say badass, but like you know, a great wrestler, and um, yeah, he had his own stuff with with the Rock, which some of the stuff with him and Rocky, what they used to do, was just awesome. Oh yeah, oh, there's a great, there's one um, match I want to talk about. Yeah, um, um, Triple H then to further establish his character, put him they they did a storyline with um with Mankind, and they had like a hardcore match at uh, one of the WrestleManias in New York, and um, in Foley's book, he says this was the match that he Foley had to help Triple H to get over to become that next top guy that's important because yeah. in the attitude era yeah. they really started doing this whole getting over business which yeah. behind the scenes was a young up-and-coming wrestler correct yep wanted to be in vince's eyes and the business yep they wanted to promote establish them establish yeah. them yeah. and yeah. so they would quote unquote and I'm, for, I'm doing the exclamation <laughs> thingies you can't see it i can see it you can see it that's important <laughs> get over which yep. is they're going to deliberately lose and promote the other wrestlers. So, for example, Stone Cold Austin at one point would have been uh, would have got over because he would have won the title, right? So, you know, someone would have lost the title. The other guy wins the title. They've all gotten over, you know, like Austin's gotten over, Hogan got over, you know, Cena Un- got over, Undertaker, Undertaker, Rocky, all of them, yeah, yeah Rock, all, yeah, 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 all of them, yeah. you know. Um, and then that was. That was a, a huge match. And that was like, I remember watching that, like, um, I thought, wow, that's a really, really good, good match. Again, the whole, the psychology and the, 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 the thing around it, which, which was like, you know, to put, um, Triple H over. The other match, which I thought, um, may be worthwhile touching is when, um, tables, ladders and chairs. Yeah. yeah. It was WrestleMania. And this is when you'll love this, those goddamn Dudley boys. My God <laughs> almighty. We've got to talk about him yeah. anyway. Um, so the Dudley boys, I'm jumping a bit. By that stage, they jumped from ECW because towards the later part of the 90s, um, Heyman's writing checks, they're not clearing. You know, the, the, the company's basically going down the gurgler. Oh, well, he was a crook, wasn't he, Paul Yeah, Heyman? he was. He, yeah. He, 
he was a good businessman, but he was dodgy. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of promoters have to be like that because they can't get overrun by the wrestlers. But um, by that stage, um, the network didn't want to pay him as well. So they, they were actually on a network. And Heyman was like, for fire us. He's like, I don't care anymore. Like, you guys are just ruined. So it was like the, the, you know, Heyman's telling the network to fire us because I think the network, when they were put them on like, Two o'clock in the morning. Who's gonna Who's gonna watch wrestling at you know, two o'clock in the morning? No, and all this stuff. And no. Yeah, Taz was jumping ship. The Dudley boys, and then um, one of the WrestleManias, which I forget which number, but um, possibly one of the the best ladder matches was that one with so the Hardy boys had the two legitimate brothers, Edge and Christian, which were awesome. Um, so they were known as brothers, but they were just like best mates. Best and then, mates, yeah. yeah. And then you had the the um the, the Dudley boys, which were dubbed as brothers, even though, like, you know, there was a brother from a different mother or something. Bubba, Bubba, Bubba Ray and uh, Devon, Dion, Dudley. Devon, Devon, yeah. Devon, yeah. And they were dubbed as, they, they still call themselves brothers, but, yeah. you know, they're just, so some of the the, the spots, the, the 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 ladders, again, you go back, like, these guys are, like, you know, they're, they're jumping off, not like these little ladders, we, you know, we, we don't like to go up just to paint the, the crevices of our little, you know, corner of the walls, like, these were like higher ladders. Six, the six foot ladders and weren't they all plus? So the reason yeah. why they had the ladders because the, the the belts were hanging from the the roof. They had to climb up this ladder to try and you know, get the tag team belts. And this was when n- n- now in today's wrestling you'll see a lot of these you know spots where they're jumping off and doing stuff. But back then that was the first time you go, are you kidding me? Like um, Edge did a spear. So Hardy is holding on to the 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 um this. Ro- the, the ropes from the ceiling, so he's dangling. Edge climbs up this huge ladder, and he did he does a spear on Hardy while Hardy's holding up, holding himself up on this um like the wire from the the roof coming down. I mean, I don't know what what the fall was what 10, 12 feet. I, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, it's still like they're landing on this. It was wall. impressive. Yeah, like, it, yeah. You know, it was impressive. Yeah. No matter what, I mean, they're, they're getting pushed off the ladder like they at one one point. Um, one of the Dudley boys are climbing up the ladder. I think Edge and Christian both come up. They actually tip the ladder upside down. So he's falling down. Um, they're falling through ladders. And um, uh, it was one of the, the coolest matches because that was the first time you saw it. Remember, the, the, the first time you see these these matches, you go, wow. But now it's just like some of the matches nowadays are still cool. We still like the, the ladder matches. But a lot of the things have already been done. Um, unless if they start going really crazy, start putting two ladders on top of each, or whatever it is, it, it just can't. Well, there's another match yeah. that was in that similar era. I think it was around about 2000 or 2001. So it's like in the, I guess, the height of the Attitude Era. Yeah. And Kurt Angle was front and center of the Attitude Era as a heel. Yep, yep. And he had a match, and you're going to have to help me. He had a match with, um, trying to think who it was. But oh, it might have been one of the Hardys. I can't remember. But he got thrown through glass. I, I, know, I know it is. Who was the... It, it, it was actually against Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane, of course. It was King of the Ring. And That's it. That, again, you are right. That was one of the, the matches. You watch it and you go, are you kidding me? Yeah. So what happened was, I forget the, the storyline, but to go back to what you were saying, um, Shane, well, firstly, Shane is the, the son of Vince McMahon. And Shane's not a not a um, trained or a professional wrestler, but he's, he's got talent, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was, he was there to, to t- take some bumps and be part of the storyline, but to put into, to put into context, this guy's, I mean, I suppose he's had some element of training to be able to, yeah. to get in there, but not like the, like against like, you know, like we're talking about like guys that years and years and years doing their, their, their wrestling. 
So Shane was put in there to elevate Kurt Angle, similar to what you were saying before, just to put the next person over. And it was a um, it was a, a no hold, no holds barred match. So you, can, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever goes, whatever, yeah, yeah. Throughout the match, they were in the ring, they were in the crowd, they're back in the ring. Then they walked up. So as there's like a ramp where you you walk up and down, you know, behind the curtain, so that where all the wrestlers are, the dressing rooms and the you know the cameras and the, the TV monitors, blah blah blah. And at that stage, part of the actual um, the the um the, the pay per view of the show was called King of the Ring, and it was actually um, glass windows they had on the back there with like KOR King of the Ring like yeah. put on, and um the story was was like um so Angle just had to um um do a um a, like a, a a body slam like a belly to belly like to, to, to flip Shane backwards That's right yeah into the 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 oh, unbeknown to us it was I don't know it was glass at all I just thought it was plastic or something or a bit of paper I don't know so the story goes um I think Shane said uh, he flipped him hit the glass it didn't break and Shane lands on his head yep Angle and you see in match Angle crawls over and like you know he's covering his face so they're, 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 they're talking. talking yeah Shane and the story goes Shane goes do it again and Angle's like no 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 he goes just fucking do it again Angle picks him up flips him doesn't go doesn't through break. Yeah. Angle's like he goes I want to go back to the ring and Shane's like no 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 just just Fucking do it. Angle grabs him by the, the collar of his shirt and head first pushes yep. him and the glass just smashes. Shatters everywhere and he's bleeding all over bleeding. the place. JR is... Yeah, JR's doing this. He goes, my God almighty, stop the damn match. <laughs> There's so much blood, King. Mate, the referees are running around and like, it's... You go, this guy, he comes out, there's blood. Angle's... And you can actually hear like Angle stepping over so the glass. That's like, right. So Angle's like looking at his forearm. He's got glass in his forearm so he's bleeding as well. He picks him up, and then what he does, unbeknownst to us, on the other side from the back, he flips him out, and the, the glass breaks on the other side. Is like, are you yeah. guys kidding me? So Shane comes out. I think the Jay's like, stop the damn match. There's so much blood. Stop the damn match. King, he's lost so much blood. King was great color, and then eventually get back into the ring, and um, and you see, look on Shane's face. He's knackered. God knows if he's concussed or not. So angles. There's blood everywhere, man. Yeah, fighting. Glass and Angle's trying to, I guess, I guess, um, look after him while they're still going through the the, the, the few more spots. And um, in the end, he puts like a, a table or something on top of the, the the actual top of the ring and and flips him over and eventually covers him. And by that stage, I think the referee put like gloves on his hands because there was just blood and glass. Yeah. Um, and that just reminded me to possibly one of the most the first the first brutal match I've ever seen. That was you know, you know what that was for me too. No, no, no. We've got another, a better one, I reckon. I've got another one, but what's yours? I, I think you're going to say this one. Foley and Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I've got another one, but yes, that's one no, I, I was sort of thinking of. To, so what they did was called Hell in a Cell and Undertaker being from the, the dark side, like this the dead man, the, the, the devil. Um, b- Before the, the match started in Foley's book, he was talking to The Undertaker. It's funny how they call themselves like in character, The Undertaker. They don't call him like, like Mark. So his name is Mark. Because I was talking to the Undertaker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> so he goes, I'm talking to him. And, um, he goes, so Foley says, we're going to start the match up on top of the, the cage. And Foley's like, and put it in context, he goes, my shoulder was already busted anyway. Like, I couldn't, I didn't have feelings. And he goes, I think, um, again, he goes, I think the Undertaker had a, like a, a banged up ankle or rolled ankle. And he goes, take it. And he's cool. He's like, nah, kid, we're not going to do this. He's like, no, 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 we're going to. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, do not be up on, on, on top of the, the cage. So the match starts, the first one comes out Foley and he starts climbing up on the cage and you see Undertaker walking down the next one, 
he's the second one to come out. He's looking up on the ramp, and I, I think he does like a slight little head shake. He's like, you motherfucker. Like, so they go up on the cage, and this, and this is, um, you know, it wasn't reinforced proper because they weren't supposed to go up there. So they're walking on this cage, which is just like your, your, like a, a metal fence. I'm trying to like explain to the people. So it's just like, it's just, just like, um, um, mesh or whatever it is like you have like a like a like yeah. a around the fence and it wasn't reinforced probably so they're walking god knows how high these guys are and the the the, the wire which was wrapped around just to hold it in as they're walking with a weight it starts to like basically cave, cave. Yeah. um so they're going through going through it and then um they get to the end of the cage which is god knows how high and um Foley says to the Undertaker, "Throw me off," and he's and he's hesitant. And Taker says he's looking down and going, "This is pretty high," and um, Foley goes, "Just throw me." Taker gets him, and if anyone wants to go on YouTube and watch this, I mean, it's. I think it was in like '98, yeah, around that sort of time. Yeah. The, 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 that the was peak, the prime yeah, of where that attitude. Was, where people pushed themselves, and um, he lands on top of the Spanish announce table. The table busts. Right, the Spanish announcers. <laughs> the, they the, always got it. They always, it was always the Spanish announce <laughs> table. They always got a Spanish announce table. Um, that table just busted, and that's where JR, oh my, he, he's dead. Like, he, what is he, he's, he's broken in half. Yes, I can't do that. He goes, yes, he, oh my God. My God, oh my, he's dead. Stop, stop, stop the damn match. Stop the damn match. JR said he legitimately was, he thought Foley was dead. He yeah. goes, he's like, stop the damn match, and I'm, Taker's like, what are we doing? Like, he's not moving. So for Foley's like, the, the the tables are busted. Um, by that stage, sorry, not by that stage. So Foley's on there on on the floor. The the, the um Spanish now table is busted. Um, they eventually start rising up the um the cage with Undertaker still on top, so they can actually get like the the medics with like um the the the, the gurney, whatever you want to call yeah, it, yeah, like to yeah. put him on there. Um, so that's all happening. Terry Funk, and at that stage too, Funk was feuding with Foley, and he came out, and that pissed off Vince because that broke character. Yeah, but again, and he's legitimately worried about yeah, his friend. He, they're, yeah, they're good, they're good friends. So Vince, yeah. Vince was annoyed because Funk broke character, and then Jr. was actually saying, "You know, he's like, oh, even even um even Terry Funk's feud has has been put aside just to help because he, he tried to say yeah, something. Jr.'s yeah, trying yeah, to cover cover it yeah, all, like cover it how, all. how serious it is. So. They got him onto the, the Guernsey or whatever it is, and they're going out. Vince, Vince is down there as well because people are like this, this is this is serious. And then JR starts commenting, "Okay, look, you know, it's supposed to be a great match. It only lasted that at that point it was only like what three minutes into the match, and JR's saying, look, sorry guys, you know, doesn't go for long. Yeah, no. this is what, what's happened. Um, the cage is coming down, and all of a sudden, like, um, you hear some commotion, and the the cameras go back to halfway up the ramp. Foley gets off the cage." Funk's trying to pull him back, and like Foley's like, "No, no, he's getting up again." So Undertaker's walking down on one part of the cage, and he looks up, and he's like, "No way!" So, and in Foley's book, he goes, "I'm not going to finish the match on a gurney." So Foley again goes back onto the cage, starts trying to crawl up. Vince, Vince is pulling him back. Terry Funk's pulling him back. It's like, uh, "Don't do this!" And then um, so they go back up on top of the cage, and again, so Foley's saying like, "He's banged up. He's he's how." how how this guy is moving, like legitimately being thrown onto this <laughs> table. Um, so they go back on top of the cage and they're fighting and um, you can see that they're, 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 they're talking, both The Undertaker and Foley, which was the Mankind character, like what are we going to do? So Undertaker chokeslams him 
on top of the cage. And because it wasn't reinforced, the cage thing opens up and he lands right on top of, of, of the ring and they're saying, you know, it's all wood. And that's where JR's like, stop the damn match. Like, this, yeah. this is it. This is yeah, it. It's, yeah. it's done. It's it's done. And um, the cage opens up and Tarek Funk runs in there. Like, he's trying to, like, look after him. And, you know, again, JR's, and this is all serious. Like, Vince is down there and, like, Sergeant Slaughter, people are trying to, like, like stop it. Um. After a while, Taker comes comes into the ring. He lands down. He he lands on his busted ankle. He's like hobbling as well. He looks at Terry Funk. He he choke slams Terry Funk. So he's he's gone. Um, match keeps on going. Oh man! Then the, the thumbtacks come out and oh, that's right. They had th- they had yeah. tacks, didn't they? And he's he's, already, he's got tacks in his forehead. Is he thumbtacks? He had like he had, one of his teeth was apparently half up his nose. He he, he doesn't know how it happened. Like yeah, uh, he reckons yeah. he's uh, he blacked out at some point. So I mean like. And that, that just keeps going, and and I'll, the, to me, what what made the match was not so much those two taking their body to the nth degree because there's no human. Again, I know we say yeah. it's predetermined, and it is, which it is, but yeah. which it is, but to, to chuck a guy yeah. off that that high, as I said, if people go watch the footage, like Undertaker, um, Mick Foley, Hell in a Cell, Mick Foley, wow, but. Yeah. But the people that made it was was was, was Jr. His yeah, commentary, his commentary, because he was he says I was legitimately scared and frightened. Yeah. Like this guy is going to die in the ring. Jr. used to kill me, man, as a commentator. <laughs> one of my favorite normal matches, not a pay per view, not a wrestling one. You might remember this. There was a feud between Triple H and The Rock, and I I think it was The Rock, and this is when The Rock I think might have been a heel. Because he was a heel at one point, then he became a face, then he went back as a heel. Remember when he yeah. returned back to the WWE years later after he left to yep. do movies? Movies, yeah. So at one point, they're feuding, and uh, right at the end of the match, they've been slugging it out for a bit. <laughs> he gets a like a forklift or something, <laughs> and he picks Triple H up. And I could be getting this wrong, but somebody picks up tri- uh, Triple H or The Rock they get picked up in a forklift and then put into a dumpster, right? <laughs> and then I think The Rock puts Triple H in a dumpster, then he comes and closes the lid and he walks off. But it, this is just a normal Raw, like a normal <laughs> Raw match. And then you hear uh, uh, JR, JR saying, My God Almighty King, how could he do this? What's going to happen? Find out on Sunday on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> it was always, and, and that's why you tune in for the next week yeah, because of that. That's yeah, but it was always <laughs> find out what's going to happen. Find out on pay per view, <laughs> or if it was later on, it'd be find out on SummerSlam. <laughs> you know, yeah, in his southern Oklahoma accent, but yeah, yeah. Um, and, you, and he'd say sh- funny shit like you can hear the dogs barking from Arkansas, <laughs> South. <laughs> so that's right. He was a fun, but I used to love the King was good because he'd always go puppies, right? Did you? Yeah, he. Jr. was great for for doing the the, the play by play, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 the the, the King was the, the color commentator. Yeah, add some some yeah. flavor and just some. Oh, but King oh, also yeah. had his own like yeah. shenanigans. Do you, oh, you? You always laugh, <laughs> but you remember the. When Taz was having a feud with King, yes. do you remember Taz? Yeah, and yeah. Taz would come up and Taz. go. Yeah, he was walking through. There was always in the car park. I don't, I don't right? know what to say. He was always in the car parks. <laughs> Shit was always in the car park. And he and one night Taz is like getting 
like filmed <laughs> and he's got a pair of crutches yeah. and he goes, Hey, Lola! <laughs> yeah. Right? And, it, that's and that's he goes, New York accent. He goes, yeah. Is this your car, Lola? <laughs> and he starts beating up the king's car and he goes, That'll be you next time, Lola! <laughs> in, in that, that, yeah, what's it called? That, that jersey, that New York accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that, that classic stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there were so many feuds and I mean, I loved The Rock when he was a heel and then when he was a face, you know, I, I liked um, I liked, I liked it all, but I loved Jericho the most. He Do, was, that's you, my favourite wrestler. One of the, and Benoit. 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 Yeah, as a, but it's hard because of what happened yeah. in his personal life, but I think Jericho's outlived everybody. Mate, so, you know? so Jericho, he was, I believe he was trained by Stu Hart, Bret Hart's dad in Canada, so he's Canadian. He got his first gig at ECW. Then he went over to WCW, and then once well, we spoke about before, like the um the ratings wars. Yeah. Once WWE started to basically go on top, um, they knew what was going to happen. By that stage, like WCW was going downhill. They had some crappy. They 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 they, just, they they couldn't do anything. It's kind of like what WWE is now. It's just some things are working, some things just don't. The ratings yeah. are bad, and so um, Jericho signed for WWF. And the way they did it too was awesome because um, that was when it was the year two thousand. So the Y the Y two K Y two K. So he was Y two J Y two J. That was done so well because he came in, you know, in in you know like uh, two thousand and um yeah. The, the 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 actual countdown was when like the the millennium and like the, the the king like oh my god oh my god who is this ten nine and like the the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the kings were getting all scared and um you know oh who is this and I'm also like, it counts down and then um you know the the the, the pyro goes off and all of a sudden um the word Jericho flashes up on the Titantron the place just goes nuts and Jericho turns around and it was the Undertaker yeah um and so that was that was I think I think it was his first feud but yeah Jericho and um he'd be Mate, he he'd got to be in his fifties now. Oh, he'd have to be, man. He's older than us. Um, He's and he again from different day. I believe he's the AEW World Champion. I think. Yeah, Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but he's still going, and um, he's always the reason why he's still great. Why he's still going? A, I think he's been fairly injury free. Yeah, he's kept his nose clean too from all that other drug shit that was. I mean that's yeah. another topic for yeah. another day. All the eighties was just made. Um, yeah, the, the stories you you hear and like it wasn't just the steroids. Like the eighties was cocaine. I mean it was yeah. some of the stuff that you just hear. Just like um, well yeah, look the story about Jake Roberts and um Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels. They they really were the documentary about Scott Hall the the, the rise and fall or Scott Hall something like that. It was just you know, you know what Jake Roberts is doing now. He's he's clean. He, you know, he, you know, yoga, yoga. Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. DDP. So Diamond. Yeah, I did DDP. Yeah. yeah. So, so Diamond Dallas Page. He was big in WCW. He's retired, and um, he's he's got himself like um uh uh. It's it's called DDP yoga. Yeah. yeah. And he's helped. He's helped Jake Roberts get himself clean. He's helped Scott yep. Hall with yep. like to get himself clean as well. And um, so that was a that was a big because I thing saw uh, he was being interviewed by Joe Rogan on the Rogan podcast. Yeah. This is uh. Jake the Snake. Jake, yep, yep, yep. And uh, he said that he was uh, so bad he could barely get out of the yep. out of the couch, off the couch. And his mate DDP, yep. it's me, it's me, it's DDP. <laughs> he he set up this yoga thing, yeah. this yoga studio, and uh, he got him into yeah. it, and he's clean. That's yeah, it. and he's actually he does it every day. This is Jake the Snake. Yeah. 
and he says um, it, it saved his life. You he, know? he um he actually put Jake Roberts into his house. God knows how big DDP's house is, but um he had like he, 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 he took him off the drugs. Yeah, yeah, same with um Scott Hall. They and the. At that stage, Jake Roberts, because I saw some of the documentary, Jake Roberts was on the, on the phone with DDP talking to Scott Hall, say, you know, can come up to, they call him Dally, you know, Dallas. Come yeah. up to, come to D- Dally's house and Scott Hall's on the other end of the phone. He's off his chops and like, yeah. he's like, is that is that Jake? He's like, yeah, Jake's talking, Scott, come up here, man. You, got, you know, I haven't been, been drinking. Come on, come up here and all the other stuff that, that, that they did. And, um, yeah, yeah so the 80s was pretty wild, I think. And that's why that movie, The Wrestler, yeah. with Mickey Rourke's not great, far off the mark. Great movie, yeah. 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 Hey, Randy, want to play Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was his character? Randy. Randy. Uh, what was it? Uh, um, that's a great question. But I think that's very yeah, close to yeah. the realities yeah. of the oh, 80s. Yeah. Because that's set in the 80s, I think, for that movie Correct. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before um, we go, I want to get your take on when the WCW in, invaded the WWE was, it would have been WWF back then. Or it was WWE? The, it was the other way around, yeah. Other way, other yeah, way around? Yeah, yeah. One of the best. What was shows. your take on that? Because some people reckon they fluffed it. They, that was a, such a big opportunity that they fluffed it. I personally liked it. I loved the invasion because you had like... Uh, okay, so there, there's... Okay, I, I thought the one we were talking about when DX actually went to WCW, like they, they tried to get onto WCW Live, but the, the WCW... The w did, well, okay, see what yeah, will happen yeah. behind the scenes. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yep. Long story short, ECW folded yep. and uh, Vince McMahon bought, bought them. Yep. And the same thing happened with WCW. Vince yep. McMahon purchased them. But on the TV screen, what they suggested was was that the WCW was invading yep. the WWE yep. Yep. or WWF. I think it might have been back then. No, no, you're right. It, it was it, WWE, WWE, wasn't it? Yeah. it was all changed because they lost the, their they lost their uh, battle against to the, the World Wildlife. That's right, the World Wildlife <laughs> Foundation. World Wildlife Foundation. So, that was funny. A, fu- a fucking <laughs> panda bear. <laughs> a, panda, a panda bear. You know, <laughs> you know, Jason relaxation. No bullshit. has got a T-shirt of two panda bears with a fuck, with steel chairs having a steel chair match. Brilliant. And it's got WWF under. Underneath it, I, I, only certain people would, would get would that. get that. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I see it, I crack it up. And in fact, if he comes here and does that Japan podcast, I'll get him to wear it. You'll piss yourself. So, so behind the scenes, yeah. commercially, Vince McMahon's bought out his rivals. Unbelievable, unbelievably, so right? He, so Vince, being a billionaire, he, he bragged about it. He goes, "How do you beat a billionaire?" He goes, "To become a billionaire yourself." He bought, yeah, he to, bought to, them all out. Yeah, and that, that was when again this whole thing got into the the Austin and like so again the merch the pay per views, so he became a billionaire over like a few a few times billionaire not just like a, I think it was like four or five billion dollars is is worth something like that unbelievable yeah anyway and so yeah. and so on the TV screen they made it out they made a story of it they'd already purchased all the WCW WW, sorry WCW wrestlers and the W so ECW wrestlers. And they had yeah. this invasion, quote unquote. I'm doing the quotations yes. again, you can't see, right? <laughs> and so one night, these WCW wrestlers and ECW wrestlers just flooded the stage of the WWF and everyone's like, what the hell is going on? And there was an invasion. And they made it out like whoever wins will become, the, the, like if WCW beats the WWF, they'll become the WCW. Yeah. Right? And I loved it personally because I thought, oh, because... I didn't really know. I wasn't such a nerd with it back then. I didn't really know what happened commercially, but all of a sudden, all these extra wrestlers came into it, like Goldust. I think it was WCW, and he came no, no. back. No, he he he, he, Gold he, he went back and forth, mate. But um, 
Goldust became, well, that, that character became big WWE. Then he jumped ship to WCW with a crappy character. Then he came back and... Super he, Simon used to think it was Ric Flair. Wow. <laughs> he thought it was one of the same. <laughs> shout out to Super Simon. Shout, shout out. <laughs> but, um, so, but I love the whole invasion thing because yeah. it was all these different personalities. Different matches. Different was, matches yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people thought that they fumbled it. What's your take yeah, on it? I agree. Yeah? They Why? fumbled it. Um, obviously, Vince doesn't want his... This is so weird to say. doesn't want his wrestlers to lose. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Booker T came in and um, The Rock buried him. You know, yeah, for, yeah. for those people who don't know what buried means, basically just put him under the bus and it, it's a term in wrestling where you just almost destroy someone's career. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Can you do that, sucker? Can, <laughs> five time, five time, five time. <laughs> five w- time, w- five w- time. That- <laughs> WCW champion. <laughs> um, so there were some legitimate good wrestlers in WCW, but just the, the, the storyline. Like Sting. St- well, he, 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 he never, he, he never he, really he never appeared. Came. No. He never. He only came a couple of years ago, but by that stage. He's an old man. Yeah. And um, they, to, to, and then Triple H's ego. So the, the, the final thing, because the Sting was everything X WWF, but then he finally he did the 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 jump ship, and this yeah. was only like what five years ago. So he's too late now. It's, yeah, it's, it's done. It's done. Yeah. But the WCW fumbled invasion thing. Yeah. Your take was they just didn't let the, so some the, of the wrestlers just like it's at the end of the day. It's just it's it's entertainment. It's not going to mean you know of because you know the Rock loses all, but it's just so Booker was booked badly. I think um, who were the other ones which I thought. Um, did they, you know what, to be honest, they didn't really... Because Benoit came over before WCW fought. Same with Eddie Guerrero. It was so, very confusing. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Um, but by that stage, to be honest, like, Ric Flair wasn't... Even though he was WCW, he didn't come over at that stage. He came a bit later. But, like, the, the big stars, the only big star really was Booker T because by that stage, WCW was almost... Gone. Gone, Yeah. yeah. And Vince really pretty much bought him for the for the, you know why the um the the old videos because he can sell it yeah you know, like so he, like yeah. the, the the library yeah so um, is it yeah. true yeah. that I've heard is it true that the weaker wrestlers just went by the wayside they never yeah. even made it yeah. to the invasion yeah. they were gone by before yeah. that so yeah. a couple of people a couple of people popped up like like Buff Bagwell but apparently he was a bit of a princess behind the scenes so the shitty and annoying yeah. wrestlers yeah. that were hard to work with yeah. they just never made it um. Good, great example, Scott Steiner. He he hates Hunter. He hates Vince. He hates W. And then, yeah, so people like him that that, that were just you know, caused dramas behind the scenes. They didn't last too long. Vince is like, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. What can you do? Um, he, well, he now he now owns it. Well, well, he did then. And this is yeah. now. Well, one 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 day we'll do the AEW. So another billionaire, they own the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a NFL team, I believe. Um, so someone Khan. Anyway, so the owner, his son Tony Khan, he's a wrestling fan. He's the one that pretty much put the money behind for AEW. And AEW is a, from what I know, as I haven't seen much, is a legitimate competition. You don't now. watch it much yourself. I've only seen just bits and pieces online, and just to see like what it's about. And I've seen like like Jericho, and it it's giving again what nervous Nathan. He said swears before. by it. He and, swears by yeah, it. And yeah. what what um. It's just, it's just given like those those again. I say hardcore fans, like 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 real fans. That's what I mean. That don't want to see like sugared or watered down wrestling. I think that's what AEW is giving like some. What the 
WWF or WWE back then gave like some really good wrestling matches and some good storylines. I think that's what AEW is. And then it's it's been banked by a, a, another billionaire, which I think is actually worth more than what Vince is. So, so he's in a bit of trouble now, isn't he? Well, do you think? Do you think he's in trouble, Vince? Well, he's looking for for big paydays. And I don't know how much more we we, we got. So I'm happy to to keep going, but I know. That this is quite controversial, but the WWE has been the, the past few years doing shows in Saudi Arabia, and it's and all because of the, the Saudi oh, the dollar. The Saudi government dollar. is paying him something ridiculous, yeah. and Vince, what Vince is seeing is like dollar signs, right? Um, some of the wrestlers will not go. Like um, in, now in WWE, WWE, there's a couple of wrestlers which are totally against what Saudi Arabia stands for. Um, it was only until last year that they the government, the Saudi government allowed women wrestlers to wrestle, but they had to be, you know. Which is a big thing now with uh, WWE, isn't it? They've, I mean, it's good that they're, they're allowing, because yeah, the, that was always a bit of a joke in yeah, the cause attitude they're, era. They were called divas, but now they're actually, yeah. they're actually doing some. They're legit. Some, some of the stuff I'm watching, they're doing like um, some really good wrestling, good spots, some like, they've got some hardcore matches as well, like there's canes and tables. So the, the women are, they're really good, and because in the yeah. Attitude Era, I mean, the only legit it was sugar, one was sugar candy. That that's, yeah, yeah, it was sugar candy. Yeah. I mean, Stratus, Chris, Stratus, she, she she was more Stratisfaction. Yeah, I don't know if there's the sort of out of the Attitude Era into the ruthless aggression. Her and Lita were were, were great. Yeah, was Lita it. was great. Yeah. Lita yeah. was awesome. But yeah. when you started having Stacey Keebler there, I yeah. kind of shook my head. Yeah, you that, know, like that was just purely silliness. for yeah the, yeah the 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 the. But now, so I, th- they're off to Saudi Arabia and um. They were there last year, and the story was was um apparently Vince got into an argument with the Saudi government. Like he's he did he's, he's, this guy's got you know, balls the size of grapefruits, and like he 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 did he didn't want to go until the, the Saudis paid him, and the Saudis didn't want to pay him, so they actually the Saudi government rang up apparently like the airports or didn't want didn't want to let them out of Saudi Arabia, and they were like they were there for like ten hours or something, and anyway they're off there, and um so they do shows I think in Saudi Arabia two or three times a year. Some wrestlers do not want to go because it's the, the whole political things. But um, Vince is because of the dollar sign. And it, it's something ridiculous, like millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the way it is at the moment. He's in a bit of... Tr- and his biggest competition is AEW. W. And guess what he's just recently launched? Remember XFL? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which failed. And I, I was I was going through um like the, the sports channels the other day on, um, on ESPN. I'm like, what... XFL, I'm like, what is this? Like a repeat, and it's he's launched it again. So he's um, I read about it. He actually sold some of his shares to to fund it, and yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to go, mate. But uh, yeah, so for for those that are what XFL Extreme Football League, so the NFL's finished, and he's so Vince has launched his own football league again, again. Yeah, so he the, did. The, when did he do that? Back in the nineties, or was yeah. it the early two thousands? He did that. That that I remember. It was. Mate, what was it? Should we say early 2000s? I'm going to guess that yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, it could have been late 90s. I think it was early 2000s because he was really big in the um, early 2000s because that was the height of the Attitude yeah. Era. And he tried to bring in his own competitive yeah. football. Football league, yeah. Um, and um, I, I remember that was a bit wrestling-centric as well. Like, they had, like, not not wrestling on the – like, the, the guys were actually playing – Football, like you know, NFL. Yeah, but um, now they had like the wrestling commentators. But I actually did watch one of the um the XFL matches, and the the way it's presented, and the commentators and everything, it feels like like an NFL kind of match. 
That yeah. makes sense. So I think he's tried to eliminate the the wrestling like away from us. So it just feels like so if you're a football fan, you're watching it for football, not for because when it first started, you know, Jay, I was a commentator for the XFL and they had like like just the way it was filmed, it filmed it, the way it was filmed felt like a WWE production. Now it feels like a more sport. Like a sport. Yeah, like a true like, sport, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um the XFL, I think there's what, 10, 10 teams, I think it is. And I think he's pushing shit uphill myself. Well, the, the first Well, game, then again, if he's off-season from the NFL, correct. he might have half a yeah. sniff. Um, one of the games, which it was New York versus, uh, mate, whoever it was. You know, the, their stadium's in New York. You, you, you've been to I've the been stadium. In, yeah, it's yeah like, it's massive. Mate, it would have been... I'm being generous, half full, if that. So it was, it was empty. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Like, so yeah, the, the NFL stadiums are huge, and it was like, I mean, yeah. I, as I, I haven't, I've, I've, I've watched a match. I'll, I'll check it out again to see what it's like. But I'm, the, I mean, the guy, yeah. Look, he wants to push this as well. So he's got to go beyond wrestling, I think, because I think he's um, his competition's pretty stiff from what I'm hearing. And now, I, I, again, I haven't seen AEW, so yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, I haven't seen too much of it to, to comment, but I know he's he's launched the XFL, the the wrestling, the WWE off to Saudi Arabia, and um, we'll see, we'll see, yeah. Rocking Rudy, you've got to get out of here, man. You got you got shit to do, mate. I'm off to Gosford. Yeah, you got to go see some football. <laughs> off to sunny. <laughs> I'm just looking outside. Uh, you might get some rain, man. We'll you, have to you, see. Well, part of the um the the Sydney FC um package, you know what it was. So, you know, you get your um your collar with your, you know, the magnets and yeah, yeah. Um, all that. You know what one of the other um, um, items were in the gift pack? Poncho. A fucking poncho. Yeah, of course they know. So I've got the poncho <laughs> in the back of the car. Man, thanks for coming. No, it's, it's been, been awesome. Thanks, man. We might uh, pick up uh, more wrestling later on. Because I'd love and to I'm hear what... Um, Nervous Nathan says. Nervous Nathan says about AEW. Very curious to see, like... Well, that's a bit of a challenge to him to come back and have a chat with you about all of that. He swears by it. He's really, really into it. All right. At well, least well, at least last time I really spoke to him about wrestling. I may um go on YouTube and see what, what see, what, see, see what, 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 what they, what they do present. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate, thanks for coming on and talking oh. about wrestling memories from the bygone era. You know what? We missed out on so much. But I know anyway. we did. I know. I'll be pissed. We'll walk away from this and go, shit, oh, God, my God, oh man, we didn't talk about I'll, that king. I'll, um, on, on the drive up to Gosford, I'll have to, I'll have to tell Drunken Monkey the story and I'll be like, bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hellfire. <laughs> That's his latest one. Nah, it's good, man. So I'll have to pick up, um, actually the Drunken Monkey's driving up to my place and um, we're catching up with one of the um, lads up at um, Hornsby and off we go. Off we go, football. All right, man, well, thanks for coming Thank on. You, Please come again, man. We'll yeah. talk some more wrestling and some other shit. Thank you for the two people that have been listening to this bullshit podcast. Thank you, Dad, for letting us use your garage. I'm sorry I read it about fucking wrestling. I can't help it. I'm a heel in real life. I fucking hate everything. Oh, I love it, mate. There's no way I'd ever be a baby face in wrestling. I'm a heel. You'd be a funny heel. You know what I'd do? You'd be angry at funny heel. You know what I'd say? Fuck you, subscribers. <laughs> That's it. You can all go, you fucking ingrates. Subscribe to this. Subscribe to this. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it, my two subscribers. If you don't like me talking about wrestling, you can suck Suck it. it. (laughs) And on that note. What you going to do? When the 24-inch pythons run all over you. (laughs) (laughs) 
until next time, my little baby faces will have some more retrodom and more bullshit. But until then, you can roll it, buggies.